You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. to tell folks that God is omniscient, omnipotent, and sovereign. Love to give folks scripture in reference to God, such as Psalm 24 and 1, which states, the earth is the Lord's. And his fullness, the world and all those that dwell therein. Like to speak of God being unchanging. And when I speak of God not changing or being like man. I love to go to scriptures like Malachi 3 and 6, which decrees God changes not. Then I love what, what Moses said to the people of God when he, he decreed God is not a man that he, that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he not said it? Will he not do it? Will he not bring it? to pass and, and you can get so happy about talking about your God to where you you'll even tell folk in the supermarket can't nobody but nobody but nobody do you like my God Jesus Woo, have you ever got happy where folks say you shouldn't get happy have you ever had to testify about the goodness of God where folk were looking at you strange? Looking at you as if to say you ain't got no business talking about Jesus in here. But say to your neighbor when you have a real relationship with God. You will talk about him everywhere you go. When you're truly in love with God, you have to talk about him everywhere. It can be a big sign in red and white that says, don't talk about Jesus in him. But when you really have a solid relationship with Jesus, you're going to ignore the sign because you have to talk about your God. Maybe I'm not talking to everybody in here. Maybe it's just the five folk that are on their feet right now. But, but, but we can tell you up front, we will give God the praise. We will testify about God's goodness. You're, you're holding on in the church and outside the church. If you don't want me to talk about Jesus at your house, you better not invite me. If you don't want me to talk about Jesus at Chick-fil-A, you better not take me out for Coke or coffee because I will talk about Jesus. Am I talking about you? 
Oh, God, have five, three folks and tell them I will talk about my God. I will talk about my God. I don't care if you get mad. I will talk about my God. And don't mess around. Let me get happy in the parking lot of Lowe's. I might turn in victory about my God. Especially if I done went in the store and something that was $500 is on sale for $100 and I got the only one left. I may not wait till I get to the parking lot. I may turn in victory at the cash register. High five somebody and tell them can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus. Not just in the church, but outside the church. God will bless you everywhere you go. He'll bless you when you step in. He'll bless you when you step out. He'll bless you in the cornfield. But then he'll turn around and bless you in downtown Atlanta. You better tell one more person, can't nobody but nobody but nobody. Say to your neighbor, that's the reason I'm going to praise him. That's the reason I'm going to give him honor. If anybody should be revealed, if anybody should be honored every single day, it is our Jesus. The nerve of some folks to tell us that, that we give God too much credit when we thank him for our clothes, we thank him for our car, we thank him for our house and so forth. The devil is a liar. I understand according to John 15 and 5, without the Lord I am nothing. Am I talking about you? Everything I have, everything I own, everything I possess is because of the goodness of Jesus. Without him. I ain't nothing. I said without him, I, I'm nothing. And he deserves the praise. And he expects us to praise him. Not because he is arrogant. No. Simply because it's the right thing to do. Folk were worshiping and honoring Jesus. And, and, and religious folks got upset about it. And, and said to Jesus, you, you, you need to stop them from doing that. This ain't the place for that. They should be doing that to you. Jesus said, I'll tell you something. If they don't praise me, the rocks will begin to cry out. If they don't give me some Judah, if they don't send up some hallelujahs, the rocks will begin to praise me they will begin to cry out 
David who understood the praise of God and how how valuable it was in reference to praise him ended the Psalms, Psalm 150, by saying something that everybody needs to understand. If you have breath, it may be, it, it may be strong breath or it may be faint. You may not have but ten breaths left before your demise takes place. You should use those ten breaths to give God the praise. I want my dying words to be, can't nobody do me like Jesus. Or God has been good to me. Say to your neighbor, he deserves praise. Even in trouble, God deserves praise. When everything that can go wrong is going wrong in your life, I say to you, God deserves praise. And I'll tell you one reason he deserves praise, even when you're going through horrific things. Because he done promised you, child of God, according to Romans 8 and 28, that all things are going to work together for your good. That means even when everything is going wrong, sooner or later, your morning going to show up. That's the reason you can't let your trouble or your night ruin your morning. Matter of fact, look at somebody eye to eye and tell them, don't you let your night ruin your morning. Don't you let the fact that you don't have it yet ruin what God is about to do. Don't you let the fact that you can't move the way you want to move right now ruin what God is going to do. Because in blessing, God is going to bless you. In turning things around, God going to turn things around for you. In sending things your way, he's not just going to send it one way. He's going to send it seven ways. That's the reason in the midst of your fight, in the midst of your challenge, you should be sending up some praise. You should be sending up some hallelujahs. You should be letting God know, I still love you. I still magnify you. I still adore you. I still appreciate you. I still give you the... I know it, I done said it a number of times, but look at somebody and tell them, can't nobody do us like our God. I better take a praise break because I'm getting happy up here in the pulpit. Woo! See, I have learned not to just praise God when everything is going well. A sinner can praise God when 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 a million dollars is dropped in his or her lap. A drunk will thank God when somebody blesses him or her with money. But real worshipers, real men and women of God, 
when they are in a ditch and don't know how to get out of the ditch, we'll give God the praise. Real men and women of God that ain't got a dime in their pocket but need about $25,000 will give God the praise. Am I talking about you? Tell somebody I don't care what's going on in my life. I've learned to praise God anyhow. I've learned to praise Him anyway. I've learned to give Him glory anyhow and anyway. Am I still talking about you? can't just be the type person that only gives God glory when things are wonderful in your life. You will go through trouble. You will experience hard times. At that moment is when you need to give God praise. That's the reason James, who, who, who was a part of the group that were going through a dispersion, said to the people of God that he was suffering with people that had lost their homes. People whose family members had been displaced. He said to them, count it. What? Oh, joy. Even though you're going through more things than you can count. Even though more bad is happening than good. Count it all, joy. Yeah, he left you. But that's not the end of your story. Count it all, joy. Yeah, they curse you out and slam the door in your face. But I got a question for you. Do you still have a praise? Do you still have a hallelujah? Do you still have a thank you, Jesus? And and see, sometimes you have to be like the psalmist in the text. The psalmist looked back in hindsight and basically he drew a timeline. And he started talking about how God of the Lord had been good to him even before he was born. Now, now, now understand this. It is no way from a human standpoint he could have understood all that took place at that time. So he was not talking upon experience. And, and, and see, sometime when you give God the praise, it's not all about what you have experienced. 
Sometimes it's just based on, on your, your hindsight in reference to what somebody told you about your past. How your grandmama told you you were supposed to die when you were six months old, but the hand of God was upon you right then. You, you can't recall any of that. Because you were just a babe. But when she told you about it, it's just something that just got in your spirit. And you recognize God been with me a long time. And that's what the psalmist was doing. The psalmist recognized that, that the Lord had been with him before birth. Basically, God had his hand on him even when he was a sinner. Bible says that we are born in sin, shape, and iniquity. He says in the verse, you took me from my mother's womb. It wasn't the physician, wasn't the midwife. It was you. It was your hand that caused me to come out of the womb in the manner that I should have come. It was you that protected me from danger, seen and unseen. Man, man, it, it, it's amazing when, when we just drop our list just for a moment of things that we know God has done just just because of our experience and then just start thinking about certain things that that have occurred Th think about how folks you used to hang with and, and how on a particular day you weren't with those folks and something bad happened but 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 God for some reason or another had you away from that particular crowd you enjoyed running with Look at your neighbor and say, it's amazing. Testimonies we have in reference to things that we didn't experience. And, 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 and the only way you're going to really recognize it is to look back in hindsight or to actually listen to folk. Because sometimes you can be having a good time in sin, but somebody in God can be looking and say, sooner or later, if she don't stop, such and such is going to happen. But then when you finally get saved, they are able to tell you, you know what? I saw you when you were in sin and I seen death all on you. And I was glad when I seen you come to the altar and give your life to Jesus. And, and, and when the psalmist looked back, his conclusion about God was, you have been the one that has upheld me. You've been the one that's been protecting me the whole time. When I thought it was my strength, when I thought it was my education, when I thought it was because I was special, 
you've been the one that's been upholding me the whole time. I know I wasn't that smart in high school, but 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 to get all of these degrees after high, I got to quit telling folk how smart I. It wasn't nobody but. You had pretty good credit, but to have what you have now, no, no. It wasn't because of what you possess. It was because of him. I quoted something earlier that, that I, I got to show you now. Go with me real quick to John 15. Y'all stay with me. I'm almost done. Believe it or not, I'm almost done. Just stay with me. John 15 and 15. 15 and 5, I think, what I want to go to. Look at what Jesus said to his disciples. Because, you know, he, some disciples had the big head. Now, I know you might not have the big head, but in case you might want to get the big head. You need to remember this right here. I know you ain't got the big head, but if you decide to get the big head, you need to know this. John fifteen and 5. I am the vine, you are the? It's a distinction between God and us. I always remember that. He who abides in me and I am him bears much fruit. And this is what I want you to get. For without me, you can do nothing. Woe to folks who start patting themselves on the back and not recognize without God they're nothing. Woe to folks that get to Big to put their hands together to give God a dance. Woe to folks that think they done got too old or too sick to give God the praise. Look at somebody say, you, you don't get too old, nor do you get too sick to give God the praise. If you can't utter a word, but you can nod your head a little bit because that's, that's what you're giving God the praise with, so be it. But never get to the point to where you say, well, you know, I done got too old to praise now. No, you ain't. No, you ain't. You may not be able to move that left leg, but you got something you can move to give God the praise. If the only thing working is that little finger, you better make that little finger dance a little bit. Make it dance. Make that little finger dance a little bit. Why? Because you want God to know you're going to praise him. Without you, I am. Let me show you something else. Well, no, let me quote this. In the book of Acts, the writer revealed it's because of God that we, we live, we move, and we have our being. Basically saying the same thing. Without him, we can do. Without him, we can do. 
And, and so when, when the psalmist talks about the Lord upholding him, it means that number one, it was the Lord that caused him to come into being based upon the text. Number two, it was the Lord that protected him. And number three, it was the Lord that caused him to prosper. You caused me to come into being. You protected me. And you caused me to prosper. Or you caused me to be productive in every aspect of my life. And as a child of God, you, you have to recognize that God has been with you in every stage of your life. You, you have to recognize that, that it is even God that causes things not to be as worse as your enemies desire them to be. Jesus had to tell Peter, who had the big head at the time, hey, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. And Peter, the only reason he hadn't turned you every which way but loose is because of me. I've been praying for you. He had, he had to let him know the reason your enemies have not been able to do to you what they desire is because of me. Folk talk about how, how horrendous it was in reference to what Job went through. But they failed to read in Job 1 and 2 that it was God that permitted Satan to do what he did. But God also said, look, don't do this, that, and you sure enough better not do that. He limit what Satan could do. And then Paul told the Corinthian church, who felt like they were going through too much trouble, he said, look, God, God ain't going to put no more on you than you can handle. He said, look, he said, ain't, ain't no temptation or test happened to you that is not come. And he even told him, God faithful. He going to make sure whatever you go through, you can deal with. Sometimes we start tripping the reason we don't deal with it properly. Right? Oh, come on now. You, you done went through something and, and you done, oh, it's just so hard. It ain't that hard now. You just... You just tripping. You you thinking. You looking at it the wrong way. Cause he's not gonna put no more on you than you can what? Yeah. It's real bad for her. She says, 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 no, no, no. Not if God's still sovereign. If God's still sovereign, according to Paul, even in the trial of the temptation, God will make a way for you to escape. So no matter what you go through, if you just stick with God, you're going to see an exit. 
you're going to see a way out of whatever it is you're going through. You understand it? And so, notice again back in Psalm 71 and 6 as I get ready to close it. He decrees you have upheld me from birth. You are the one that took me from my mother's womb. And finally he says, my praise is that personal? Shall be Continually of you. Look at your neighbor and say, I ain't going to let nobody get God's glory. This ain't nothing but the devil. So all you see is the devil. So you got to understand something. God, God want to get some praise out of the bad in your life. Y'all ain't ready for that. No, ain't none of y'all ready for that right there. Because some of you, because I, I seen how they were looking over there. I, I just wish I had eight eyes so I could have seen all over the place. I know it wouldn't look nice, me with eight eyes, but just to see the faces. Say to your neighbor, don't, don't, don't let anything or anybody get God's glory. See, see, don't, don't just think that it's glory coming out of it when something wonderful happened to you. I told you earlier, sinners can shout about good happened. It should be some praise in it when all that can go wrong is taking place. That's what, that's what Job exemplified. When Job got word that not just one of his children was dead. But all? He had to give God the glory. What did he do, Pastor? He said, the Lord giveth and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Say to your neighbor, even when it's bad, when it's bad. God, deserves the praise. God deserves the praise. You know, mama ain't able to do such and such now. Oh, it's so sad. That's because all you're looking at is sadness. But it's something in it with God's name on it. It's something in it that you can praise God for. See, see, e- e- even even if you have the burden of of carrying some some type thing in your body, it's a praise in it. It's a praise in it. I, I, I often look look at Freeman and, and I'm knowing things that, that are going on in his body, but 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 I see how God is still getting the glory out 
of his lie because he has not stopped not one time. He has been yet pushing forward. I look at Mother Sarah and Bell counts of four, five times, but, but, but still smiling, still happy, still cheerful about this, that, and the other, and I see God in it. But when you look at some folk going through trials and tribulation, you don't see nothing but self in it. Say to your neighbor, it's time for that to change. And, and, and some folk time something happened and the, the first thing come out of their mouth is the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil. When, when they go to Wendy's and, and when they tell them we ain't got no more frosties, the devil, the devil. Why can't you just say, praise God, I didn't need it anyway. <laughs> Woo! Say to your neighbor, no matter what it is, God should get the praise. How many going through trouble right now? I tell you, whatever you're going through, God ought to begin to praise out of your life. I don't care how hard it is. I don't care how much it hurts. God should begin the praise out of what you're going through. Good God, I got at least three folk in here. Believe what I'm saying. If I'm talking about you, I find somebody and tell them I'm going to give God the praise anyhow. Oh, high five two more folk and tell them I'm going to give God the praise anyhow. Hadn't even got on my praise shoes, but I'm going to give him the praise anyhow. Hadn't got on my dancing suit, but I'm going to dance anyhow. Give God the praise in it. Sit down. The psalmist made up in his mind. I'm going to give him a continual praise. Man, uh, after the seminar yesterday, I went to cut some grass. Y'all holding on? I went to cut grass that was about as tall as me. And I know that ain't saying a whole lot. I'm a short preacher. That grass was right here. And I got out there to cutting, and, and uh, about 10 minutes in the cutting, the Lord allowed the bottom to just drop. I mean, it dropped. And I was a long way from the truck. And so I tried to get up under this big tree and, and the rain was just coming and coming and, and coming. And, and so I just got soaked. And so I said, well, Lord, I'm going to praise you anyhow. And I'm finna find out if this thing was meant to cut grass in the rain. I went to cutting in the rain and, and, and had my own praise service. I said I went to cutting in the rain 
and having my own praise service. I mean, it was rain and, and, and folk were just coming by. I, I had drawn a little crowd. They were just looking like, what in the world is that man out there cutting grass and all that rain? And then, about 20 minutes after that, God dropped the sun. Son said, let me dry you off. Boom! The same praise I was giving God in the rain, I took it a little higher in the sunshine. When you're going through trouble, you should give God praise. And then when God brings you out of your trouble, you should take your praise a little higher. But no matter what you go through, you should always have a continual praise. Am I right? And I'm done. Let's give the Lord a big hand of praise. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.